Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Doug Oster is here. He's joining us today via remote in his jammies on the Disc Institute of Pittsburgh Newsline. That is a first for him, I might add, in his long partnership here at KDK Radio doing this incredible program. So how does it feel before we talk about your new website and all the things you're doing and some great tips and take some phone calls? And right now, though, I do want to remind you, if you're the 10th caller at 412-922-1020, we're going to give you a $25 gift certificate from Sorgo. So, Mr. Oster, how's it feel to be in your jammies this morning? We're making history. First show in my pajamas, you know. They, yeah. got, the, they got the fish print all over them. They were a gift from my... Uh, son and daughter-in-law. So it feels weird. I, I you know, I, I can kind of my my hands. How many times we've done the show where I wasn't in the studio? So we're we're breaking new ground today, Rob. But it's exciting. There's a lot to talk about. Yeah, and and as I've been saying all week, anticipating your visit for your show. If there was ever a time people want to grow their own food and go to that grocery store like Coons Market and buy from local farmers, now's the time, right? Yeah, definitely. We're just seeing a. Complete explosion in gardening. You know, as I talked about a little bit last week, I talked to seed companies, and they're just still completely overrun with orders. I didn't even actually talk to anybody. It was all very short emails back saying, you know, they've never seen anything like this before. So people do want to grow their own food. We'll be talking about that today. You know, if you have questions, give me a call. But, uh, yes, I have started uh, kind of relaunched my website called uh, Gardening with Doug, and it's at DougOster.com, and I've got all sorts of news stories and blog posts and videos there, and one that's topical right now, a short video, is I learned from Brent Heath of Brent and Becky's Bulbs. We talk about him a lot, and I talk about him a lot, and the right way to pick a daffodil, I never knew this. I'd always just went out and cut them, but to make them last longer in the vase is you kind of reach all the way down to the bottom of the stem, and kind of gently pull it from the bulb so that at the bottom it's not hollow. It's just kind of a spongy, solid thing there. And when you put that in a vase, it lasts a lot longer. And that's a great little trick that I learned from him, and I want to pass it on to you. Uh, my daffodils are starting. That's the early ones have just started now, but yours might not have yet. You might have a mid-season variety or a late-season variety, so don't worry about that. But it, we get to some point in the season and I'm looking at some early daffodils yesterday, actually, where you see this just clump of green and no blooms. It means it's time to separate those those daffodils. And what I'll do for that is I'll wait until we get a little further along in the season. I'm sure they're not going to bloom. And then I will lift those clumps, separate them, keep the, the big 
bulbs and uh, either replant the smaller bulbs somewhere else or discard them. Uh, but they get, after a few years, um, you know, maybe a decade, they just kind of get crowded and they just don't bloom as well. And the variety they have out there is, is a very, uh, I guess, ancient variety from the 1700s. And it's very common, though. It's just kind of green and yellow and has a great fragrance, but I don't see any buds on there. But I'll wait. You know, we used to move those. We used to Mark them in the in the spring when they they weren't blooming with with some stakes and then try and dig them up in the fall. But we found out that uh, you'd just be cutting those bulbs to pieces because you couldn't see where they were and they they don't like to be moved when they're what we call in the green. But it's it's better for them this this way to to move them uh, this time of the season. So I got a call a couple of days ago from a gardener I'd done a story on, John Wassel. Uh, at the time I did the story, he was 75, so he's about 77 now. And he wanted to know if people were going crazy for gardening because of what was going on in the world. And I said, yes, yes. I said, people are, you know, are, are want to grow their own food. And he grows thousands of plants in his little, he's got two little greenhouses in Jeanette, PA. And he just wants to give away his extras. And so... John, when I did the first story with him, you know, we talked on the phone a couple times, and his wife's uncle, he called him Uncle Ponzo, you know, came to the country after World War II uh, from Italy and set up shop and started gardening where, where he was picking, I think it was like 12,000 peppers, something like that. It's this amazing plot, and he taught John how to garden. So it's, it's about kind of a legacy, and John wants He's got all sorts of cool plants, some of them coming from Uncle Punzo and his friends from Italy. And all the information about how to get plants from him if you need them. He wants to help people who are in need. Also, if you want plants and you've got a little extra, donate to his seed fund because he gives plants to all sorts of people in need. This year, I think he spent $150 on seeds to have enough plants to give to everybody. So it's kind of a beautiful story, I think, that somebody would just be thinking of somebody else. And I think that's one of the wonderful things about gardeners is that uh, we do think of other people. I've, I've got the same situation. I'm going to be, you know, I've got plenty of time on my hands to, to plant right now, being uh, quarantined at home here, and I'm starting seed after seed after seed. I'll have extra plants. I do have extra seeds, too. You know, if you can't get out to buy seeds, if you don't know how to do it online, uh, reach out to me. I'll see if I can get you a couple packets of seeds. I've got more seeds than I could possibly use sitting around. And, and besides that, I'm going to be giving away free tomato seeds. I've got two different types of tomato seeds to give away. The first was call, is called 3945. I'm sure you've heard me talk about it before. It was named in memory of those who served during World War II. Uh, my late friend Dan Cummings introduced me to it. It was found on the battlefield of World War II and since the 40s. Him and his friends have been growing it out and saving the seeds. Well, I've got tons of seeds of 39.45 tomato to give away. All you do is send me a self-addressed stamped envelope, and the other tomato seeds are the ones I gave away at the Duquesne Light Home and Garden Show. They're called Clint Eastwood Rowdy Red Tomatoes. You know why they call it Rowdy. That's Rowdy Yates, Clint's first character uh, in his, I mean, his first television show, Rawhide. And uh, it was funny at this at the home and garden show. Anybody who got that answer right, I made them sing what they could remember from the rawhide theme. So, if you like some free tomato seeds of the 39.45 from World War II, and I'm going to throw in the Clint Eastwood Rowdy Red because I've got you know probably 200 packets left over. 
just send me a self-addressed envelope, all the information at dougoster.com. And I'm looking forward. Those those seeds should be started here in the next couple of days, you know, April 1st through April 15th, and then maybe a little later too. But I've got most of my peppers, I mean, my peppers and tomatoes started, but I'm going to continue to grow or plant seeds as we get going here, Rob. Listen, once we get all this behind us and in a year or so, Ugh. people are going to say, I need to travel. Boy, you've got a great destination in 2021, right? Yeah, it seems funny to be talking about it under these conditions, but I have had lots of people interested. Uh, I was supposed to be taking all sorts of people from Pittsburgh to Portugal, but that has been canceled. You know, we even pushed it back to October, but then canceled it again just, you know, with everything that's going on. But, yeah, next summer, summer of 2021, I'm taking people to Croatia, and only 36 people can come. And I'm already about halfway there, believe it or not. It's one of those things you sign up now. You have to have I have to have it booked because we're going to be on this boat for 36. You've got to get the boat. And so people are signing up because they know if, for some reason in a year, this doesn't go. But I'm sure we'll be fine. They get all their money back. It's a, it has great travel insurance. And we're going to go on this 12-day trip to Croatia, experience all the local foods and wine and gardens. On a, our own boat, you know, we unpack once. We stay in a hotel once. The rest is on this big, cool boat. And I said, only 36 of us, and I'm halfway there. If you're interested, you can see all the details at dogoaster.com on my Facebook page. Just give me a call. It's 412-965-3278. That's 412-965-3278. And, Rob, I'm just looking forward today to talking about gardening uh, I, I was on a podcast uh, last week, and it was just fun to talk to another gardener for an hour just about everything they're doing, everything that I'm doing, and compare notes, and that's what we're going to be doing today. All right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Oster is ready. We have a few calls ready to roll as well. So please get on the line right now with all of your gardening questions at 866-391-1020. Good morning. All right, Doug is on the Disc Institute of Pittsburgh Newsline. He is via remote today. This is his show every week on Sunday, Rob Pratt Sunday, The Organic Gardener. Uh, let's go to, let's go to uh, Dorian up first for Doug. Hey, Dorian, good morning. I need Mr. Oster to tell me how to grow pumpkins. Oh, all right. Well, those are usually direct sowed into the garden, and that's not until we get into May. We want... Lots of good organic matter in there. Pumpkins are heavy feeders. Uh, do you know what? Do you want to grow big pumpkins? Uh, I just want to grow a pumpkin so I cut ha-ha on the face and put a candle in there. And one to all, get right, the, all right, all right, all right. Little ones to good. get to the kids in the neighborhood. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah, direct so improve that soil. If you had you know, well-aged manure or compost, whatever you had in there, and then give them lots of room to ramble because they're going to take over the garden. You know, we, we call anybody who grows pumpkins a vine wrangler because you're always pushing those vines kind of outside the garden. We start the, the, that, uh, the seed in this nice soil and then move those uh, vines out into the garden so they can just ramble and ramble and do their thing. And the only, you know, things we're worried about is maybe a little bit of powdery mildew, which uh, – it doesn't really – it just slows the plant down a little bit. It's kind of a a white, uh, powdery-looking fungus on the leaves, so we can deal with that with an organic fungicide if we if we thought it was going to be a problem. And then sometimes squash vine borers will find them or uh, sometimes squash bugs. But just keep an eye on it as it's growing. The main thing is lots of water, lots of fertilizer, 
lots of organic fertilizer and lots of compost, and those pumpkins are going to just take off for you. Can I put? I have an old, old, old tub. Yeah, all right, bathtub. Can I grow them in a bathtub? Set the bathtub in the backyard on a little stand, and, and do everything you've said inside a bathtub. And this way, I'll have in a that, concrete In that floor. case, what I would do is I would choose a variety which is bred to grow in containers. There are ones that don't vine as much, uh, and you know it's a container pumpkin. I don't know any specific names of a container pumpkin, but I know that they they produce like a bush pumpkin. That will be be the way to do it in that bathtub. It's going to be uncomfortable though when you take a bath, don't you think? Well, no, no. <laughs> that's from a remodel. That's that's an extra. Oh, I get it. I get it. <laughs> Thank you. Right, hey, good luck with your pumpkins. Okay. Well, I'll send you one if 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 I succeed. Uh, you'll succeed. Good luck. All right, let's go to Susan up next for Doug Oster, the organic gardener from New Wilmington. Hi, Susan. Hi, good morning. Good morning, New Wilmington, my old stomping grounds. When I worked for the Vindicator, I used to spend a lot of time in New Wilmington. What a beautiful area. Yes, it is. I have a question about my daffodils. They were blooming very beautifully, and then they got hit with the hail yesterday. Oh. And they're kind of beat down. Um, is there anything I should do with them? No, just just wait on them. I, I, mine did the same thing, and just wait on them. As long as they weren't hit too bad, they'll, they'll start to stand up on their own here. Give them a day or two. Uh, if you get out there and start to mess with them, uh, you're going to do more damage than good. You know, I would also, when things brighten up here this morning, go out and walk around, maybe pull a few the way I said, go all the way down to the bottom and bring them in for a vase uh, just so you can enjoy their beauty now. But other than that, just let them do their thing. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you for your call. All right, number to dial to join Doug, 866-391-1020. Doug, we've got a couple of uh, minutes before the next break. Just talk to me a little bit about this weather. We've had a lot of rain over the last couple of days, and the weather is getting a little warmer, but we still have that cold spell that's going to roll in later this week. People still need to be patient. Even though they're at home, they have added time, and the weather's been warm, they still need to kind of put the brakes on going full tilt, right? You, you've learned all the gardening things, haven't you? That I, I have. Too early to get started. This is pretty good, Rob. You know, uh, last night I opened the windows and fell asleep with just, just to the sounds of, of the rain. And, yeah, we've had a lot of rain this spring, but that's okay. You know, I hope it doesn't persist like it has the last few seasons, but I'd rather have more rain than not enough. And the sound of rain for most gardeners is, is, is one that's absolutely wonderful, but that also means, like Rob was alluding to, the soil is just too wet to work, you know, and you probably can't get out to get compost right now. And so I'm looking at different options around the house to to, to add compost to my garden. And for me, it's under these big piles of leaves that have been, uh, you know, <laughs> being built for the last 50 years around this house, uh, living in an oak forest, getting down to the bottom of those and, and pulling some of that leaf mold out, drying it out a little bit, putting it in a, a wheelbarrow and putting the wheelbarrow in the garage. Uh, I'm looking at all, so a lot of old containers. I'm pulling some of that stuff out to plant in. Uh, as soon as you can, you know, get out to a good nursery and get a couple bags of compost. You throw that on top of your bed, and now you don't have to worry about digging in there. You dig in when it's too wet, you're, it's not going to be a good thing. You're going to mess up your soil structure, and you're going to have these big 
clumps that are persist all year. You got to wait until the soil is ready for you. Uh, but boy, you know, this is the time to start planting seeds inside. This is if you have some containers outside, this is a good time to plant seeds of lettuce and Swiss chard and beets and carrots and radishes, all the things that love cold weather. And that's what I've been doing. And it's just, it's been wonderful to be out in the garden and see the garden wake up. You know, I was already out this morning poking around, even in the dark, just listening to the birds waking up and seeing what's happening in the garden. I heard a crash yesterday <laughs> about four in the morning. So I was looking to see if that was on my property or down the road, but it uh, looks like everything's okay where I'm at. All right, short break. We'll come back on the other side. We've got that one we'll gift certificate, the home of all of that great fresh produce. They're open today at 9 a.m. Janoski's, so stick with us for that. But we have lines available, so if you have a gardening question for Doug, a lot of time to plan, a lot of time to think, chance to get out and kick up some dirt a little bit and start to plan because many of you self-isolated and spending time like Doug at home this morning. So 866-391-1020. Good morning. Yes, and a lot of folks wanting to talk gardening with Doug. We'll get to your calls in a moment. Doug, too, on the phone line. He's on the Disc Institute of Pittsburgh Newsline, broadcasting from remote on his uh, home property uh, in Pittsburgh. And, yes, his garden is something I'm sure he'll be spending in time later today as well. Right now, the uh, 10th caller at 412-922-1020. You'll win yourself a $25 gift certificate to Janoski's. They're open today at 9 a.m. All sorts of great fresh Farm produce from their fields awaits you today. So if you are the 10th caller, you will win that. Doug, tell them about your website. You've shuffled the deck a little bit and got some new and exciting things out there. Then we'll get right to the phones. I sure have. First off, the weirdest thing about working from home, Rob, is not talking to you during the commercials. You know, I never realized we have these long conversations during the commercial breaks talking about old TV and movies and sports. Uh, But yeah, I've Relaunched my website, DougOster.com. I've got a blog there called Gardening with Doug. It's just all the stuff I've always been doing, blog posts and stories and videos. I've got three good stories I'm writing this week that I'm excited about. And a couple little videos in there show you how to get, if you've got old seeds, how to see if they're still good to plant. Uh, that's another thing we, we talk about all the time. Uh, if you've got old seeds, just put them into a, a wet paper towel, put it into like a reclosable plastic bag, a Ziploc bag, and put it somewhere warm and see what percentage of them sprout. I usually start with about 10 seeds, and if about half of them sprout, it's good. Good, They're good to go. We can plant them. And then it, it, that's if you can't get out, if you can't order seeds, you've got some old ones, and you're worried about them, test them first, Rob. We're ready for the phone callers. Yeah, we are. So let's get going. Let's begin with Laura. She's calling from Homestead for Doug Oster. Good morning, Laura. All right, let's go to our next caller, which is uh, Bill in Oakmont. Hey, Bill, how you doing? Okay, I suppose. Maybe better if I get a good answer. (laughs) I I understand that the mushroom compost is 10% calcium carbonate, but but how does that translate to a pH factor? Uh, in, In just general terms, and this is not about all mushroom manure, but it generally, uh, we find it to be alkaline. And so usually just as a rule of thumb, uh, and, and Jessica is the one that taught me this, that every three years you use mushroom manure, not every year, just for fear of the, the change in pH. But what you could do, if that's your only source of organic matter, just get that simple $9 soil test from the Penn State Cooperative Extension and find out exactly where your pH is. Is, is the mushroom manure changing your, your pH? And then you'll have a scientific number that will tell you, hey, 
gosh, this mushroom manure is making it alkaline. Or you'll find, like, well, it hasn't changed it too much. So that test, and you could, once we were able to get out again, you know, you'll be able to find that either from the Penn State Cooperative Extension or a lot a lot of your local nurseries will will carry that too. Now, does that make you feel better with the answer or does that make you feel more confused with the answer? <laughs> well, yeah, that, that's a little better, but I'm, the reason I'm curious about it, I, I think I think, think it is alkaline, but I use it quite a few or quite a bit of white pine needles as a uh, as a weed uh, cover. Okay. And uh, I know that's that that's pretty acidic and I just was was hoping that the mushroom compost would uh, would uh, neutralize that. And how does your how does everything grow? Well, I fair to Midland, I would say. Yeah, I you know for for a under $10 investment, I tracked down one of those soil tests and it'll tell you for sure if if where your pH is and that that'll get that'll just be so much easier for you to take steps beyond that you know if it is off one way or the other they'll tell you how to how to make it right and you can continue doing what you're doing all right i think i think you're right yes and i'll just have to do that thanks doug thank you all right let's uh go to uh Dwayne in homestead Dwayne, you're on the air with doug oster good morning all right, let's see if Dwayne is there. Hey, Dwayne, how you doing, buddy? I have, I have a question for you. I have a cedar tree I planted where I brought home from my cousins probably 40 years ago, and it must be about, oh, 30 to 40 foot high. And after all this time, it finally dropped two seedlings, like in a little pod, mm. and they're uh, sprouting. And I am wondering, what's the best way to uh, plant those and what type of soil and any food or just water them? So first off, the first thing is to understand how big it's going to get. You know, you know how big it's going to get, so plan for that when you're planting. This would be actually when the soil is ready to work is actually a good time to to, to plant those seedlings. Uh, you know, we we always say we love to plant trees in the fall, but if you've got a couple of seedlings popping up now, instead of trying to take care of them all season, I would personally, I would plant them. They just need average garden soil. You wouldn't want to put them, you know, directly in clay. Poke around it with a shovel when the time's right to find some decent soil in the area that you want to plant them, and then uh, put them into the ground. You, you don't really need to improve the soil if you're in some, you know, as I said, average garden soil. And then I would just mulch it around the outside, never let that, that mulch uh, touch the trunk of the tree, and then just keep an eye on it. And if we do dry out, make sure that it has the water it needs to get going. Usually a, a young tree like that, we like to watch them for a couple years, especially when we get into the what's traditionally a drier time for us in, in the middle of the summer, and make sure that it's got the water it needs. And then once it's established after a couple of years, it'll, it'll be good to go. Quite another question for you. Should I, mm-hmm. uh, would it hurt if I start them in like a little, say, a, a quart container or so? Uh, and not then all, transplant. Not all. You, I would probably want them in a little bit bigger container just because, Containers are always a great idea early in the season like this when we're getting all this rain. But if you forget about a little itty-bitty container like that and it dries out, then your seedling's gone a little bit bigger. The more mass you have, the less you have to water it. So you, you could do that. You could you could grow it in a container uh, through the season if you'd like to, and then put it in, you know, end of September is, is a, a, a great time to plant trees. And that's pretty so exciting. I that's pretty exciting, it, it, I think, that, that you got those seedlings from that tree after all these years. 
I mean, uh, that's the first time I've ever seen that. Uh, does it typically take that long for them to drop seedlings like that? Because nah, it looks it's just like a, it, it's just the luck of the draw, you know. Okay, because it looks be like after, a little, know, a little walnut with you know green sprouts mm-hmm. coming out of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's that's pretty exciting. Keep us posted okay. on how you're doing with that. That's really exciting. All right, let's get a break in here, and uh, congratulations to Nikki, the winner of that Janoski's gift certificate. Uh, Shirley out of Bridgeville, the winner of our Sorgles gift certificate. We've got Anna in Monroeville, Jim in the South Hills, Teresa in McDonald. They all want to talk to Doug. We'll do that in a moment. Uh, but don't forget, next hour, we're going to be in the kitchen with the folks from Coons Market, Joe and Frank Dentisi, the incredible edible egg We'll be discussing all the ways you can enjoy eggs. That's coming up today in the 8 o'clock hour on KDK Radio, Rob Pratt Sunday. Good morning. Yes, he is. And coming up after Boris Shiloff checks the news at 8, it's the Coons Cooking Hour, the incredible edible egg, today on KDKA. Time for Mrs. Know-It-All. That's horticulturalist Denise Schreiber. Good morning, Denise. How are you? Uh, good morning. I wish it would quit raining. It was an interesting light show last night, though. Oh, yeah. Tell me about it. And then, like I said, I heard something crash out there and chainsaws running this morning. So somewhere a tree fell. Yeah, well, everything's standing so far. There's just a lot of water. And, you know, my mulch is down in my neighbor's yard uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, from all the rain. So the gentleman who called about growing pumpkins. Mm-hmm. So not everybody realizes when you look at a seed packet, you have to look at the um, – days to harvest, but you also have to include the germination time. So you need to add anywhere between three to ten days, depending on the seed. So if he's going to grow pumpkins, he really needs to look at um, the days to harvest. And 100 days, 110 days is usual for a lot of the bigger pumpkins. So he may want to look for one that has a shorter growing period on it. And you're actually growing a blue pumpkin this year. Is that what you told me? Yeah. Um, I'm an All-America Selections trial judge, so every year because we're judges, we don't get paid for it, but we kind of get paid in seeds. Uh, <laughs> so um, I'm growing this blue pumpkin. I, you know, it'll be a first. It was it was one of the winners this year. I can't wait to see a picture of that. Yeah. Did you, so, do, did, you, um, did you do your Facebook Live? Yes, and I'm doing it again today. Um, right. I actually got a bunch of questions afterwards, and I've been getting them all week. So I have more questions, so I'm going to do it at noon again today. Uh, we had a good time. Lots of people asking. Um, a vendor actually uh, gave me a code for their tools, so people can go on to my Mrs. Know-It-All page and get the code and order tools. And we had a good time. It was a good conversation. You know, gardening isn't canceled. People want to know, you know, we're all anxious to get out there. The rain doesn't help. But we're all anxious to get out there and do something in the garden or at least plan for it. It's something to look forward to because right now, you know, the only thing we look forward to is looking at our husband or wife every day. Oh, Denise, come on. All right, Denise, thank you for the call. We got lots of folks that want to talk to Doug, so let's get to the phones, and we're going to say hi to Anna, who has a question for Doug. She's calling today from Monroeville. Anna, welcome to KDK Radio, the Organic Gardener. Hi, thank you. Good morning. Good morning, Uh, Anna. What's on your mind? My big question is I am still bothered with moss in the asparagus and in the blueberries. Uh, what you know? What do I do? I can't, you know, 
it's in the lawn too, but. <laughs> so, so usually when we see lots of moss, you know, it's funny, Anna, because I just posted something just with a picture of my moss saying, love your moss, but not everybody loves their moss. And so when right. we see a lot of moss in there, that, that tells us there, there's probably a pH or fertility issue. Again, I, I would recommend that you get the Penn State Cooperative Extension soil test when you can get it uh, and, and, and test that soil and see where you're at with your pH. Um, physically, you can remove that, especially now, physically you can remove that, that moss. But if the pH is wrong, if the fertility is wrong, it's going to grow back. And so... Let's get that pH tested, figure out what it is, and then we can amend the soil to get that back, and you won't have to deal with the moss. Does that sound good? That sounds good. I, At this point, I am trying – well, I had put down newspaper, uh, the layers of newspaper, and then the, the uh, covering on top of that, the black covering on top of that, mm-hmm. um, and it's growing underneath. Yeah, I know. And again – Figure out the pH, get it right, and you won't have to deal with the moss. Okay, okay. Well, uh, keep trying. <laughs> Thanks for your call. It loves the rain. <laughs> yes, I know. I love your moss. Hey, listen, a couple of minutes left. They're all yours, buddy. Go ahead. Well, you know, it's so wonderful to see the season starting. Uh, I know for most of us, we are quarantined in our gardens, and I, if they're going to be quarantined anywhere, where else would you rather be? At least for me, uh, I'm getting a lot of garden work done. Uh, how I ever got it done before, I don't know, but this is the time to get your seeds started indoors. And to do that, anyone can, can do this. Anyone can start a seed. It's just I talk about it all the time. It's some kind of light source. Maybe maybe you can get away with a, 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 a bright south-facing window, but you're going to be better off with an LED light or a fluorescent light. You know, LEDs are cheaper to run. They're bright. You put that on top of that whatever you're growing, and it's going to grow nice and sturdy and not leggy and tall and spindly. And so one of the reasons that we grow from seed is just to, to start all these different varieties. And I'm giving away two types of tomato seeds for free. All you need to do is send me a self-addressed stamped envelope. I'm giving away 39.45 from World War II, and then I'm giving away Clint Eastwood Rowdy Red Tomatoes. You go to DougOster.com, and you can find out everything you need to find out about how to send me that self-addressed stamped envelope. Uh, if you don't have Internet access, just call me on the phone. It's 3278, and I'll get your address or give you the address, and you can send me the self-addressed stamped envelope, and I'll get you the seeds right back to you. But, oh, it's so great to get going. And like Mrs. Noah said, though, it's awful wet out there. She has mulch in her neighbor's yard, and I'm sure a lot of you do too. So I'm looking forward to getting started in the season, Rob. All right, buddy. Well, listen, uh, time for you to go enjoy your day in the garden, and we'll talk again real soon, okay? All right, buddy. It's your cue. Whether it's raining, <laughs> cold, sunny, or hot, enjoy every day in the garden. I can't wait to be back in there with you, Rob. Well, listen, you're going to do fine. Enjoy that home and uh, listen to the birds uh, and spend time with the family. And I know your garden will definitely appreciate you spending some added time. And, and hopefully a lot of people will be doing the same as far as spending time in the backyard. Truly still one of the best places anywhere in America. Thanks, Doug. Thanks, Rob.
All right, listen, we're going to take a break. We're going to cook up some eggs today, the incredible edible eggs. We're going to fry them. We're going to do those dip eggs. Uh, We're going to do sunny side up, obviously, dip eggs. We're going to scramble those eggs. We're going to hard-boil those eggs. We're going to poach those eggs. And maybe even one of your favorite recipes as you're preparing Sunday dinner. It's the incredible edible egg on the Coons Cooking Hour with Joe and Frank Dentisi. Next, Rob Pratt Sunday, KDKA Radio. Good morning. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.